Another year brings new and old faces together for the common goal of striving for academic and athletic excellence. The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University proudly presents Sharks Weekly, a deep dive into HPU athletics and who are this week's standout performers, which program is making a splash in the classroom, community, and on the field, what are the upcoming schedules, all these questions answered and more coming live from the HPU eSports Arena powered by DSC Hawaii on the Hawaii Pacific University campus at Aloha Tower Marketplace. Here's your host, Hawaii Pacific University's Vice President and Chief Marketing Communications Officer, Jeffrey Rich. Aloha, Sharks Nation. We are back for another installment of Sharks Weekly as we do every Thursday morning. We are live here at the HPU eSports Arena powered by DSC Hawaii. I am your host, Jeff Rich, and I am excited to be with you this morning. Um, hey, we've got a fun show this morning. Our featured sport is tennis. Both men's and women's tennis um, is represented here this morning. Um, we've got head coach in studio with us, um, Hendrick Bodie. Uh, he's back with us. He's been on the show before, um, along with uh, student athletes Abigail Wild and Jacob Barron. Hey, but before uh, we get into tennis and, and uh, all things tennis and talk a bit about uh, about the season, let's say hello to our in-studio uh, in producer, Mr. Paul Breck. Paul, you had to hold down the fort last week uh, with HPU's Acro team. How did it go? Uh, I did. It was excellent. A beautiful, beautiful uh, trio of lovely young women who joined me and uh, learned all about the sport of acro and tumbling. Uh, they've already gone through two of their meets so far. They now are on the road for, I think, three more meets before they return home for, for two more to end out the season. So they'll be back in March if anybody wants to go out and take in some sharks, acro, and tumbling. I recommend it because uh, they're, they're a real fun team and they're a real nice group of gals. So uh, deserve the support. And then obviously uh, upcoming today, there's the senior night and senior day for HPU men's and women's basketball. So uh, a lot of a lot of HPU stuff on the docket here at HSRN. A lot of stuff going on. Um, it was an exciting show and I, uh, I'm thankful you were able to step in and, uh, and take the lead on it. Um, well, hey, but this, today is all about tennis, men's and women's tennis. Um, we're going to talk about how the season's going, um, upcoming nationals, not too far off. Uh, but So let's introduce our, our, uh, our three in-studio guests. First, let me say hello to our returning champion, <laughs> heading into, uh, what were you trying to figure out, was it your 14th season, um, Hendrick? Counting. Something around there, right? Um, but Hendrick Bodie is back, um, and you're uh, not just the men's uh, coach this year, but you're interim on the women's team as well. So you, my friend, have your hands full. Um, I should also call out you are a proud HPU alum, um, so uh, you've got uh, HPU blue running in your veins, it seems. Uh, well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Um, Let's let me let me start to talk a little bit about uh, about your history here at HPU. Um, you have an amazing uh, winning percentage, like seven seventy five, something around there. Maybe last calculated, um, five time Pac West Coach of the Year, or maybe it's six or seven by now <laughs> since my stats may be a year out of yeah. date. But uh, just a remarkably successful program. Certainly one of the signature sports here at HPU. Um, how's how's the team looking, and how's how men's and women's? How how's the season going so far? I, th I think both teams are looking great. Um, we've uh, um, 
mostly returners on the men's side. We have a few new faces, um, but overall, you know, just our, our you know, returners from last year's uh, this and you know we've had a, a great season last year I thought we uh, ended up in the run of 16 lost against the eventual runner-up but you know in a very competitive match and I thought we just got better throughout the year and most of the guys that we have returning you know gained a lot from that experience so um, with a few new additions I think we're gonna have a really good year but you know it's it's always one step at a time and on the women's side I think it's 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 a very new outside of Abigail and Lynn, um, it's almost all new faces, um, but it's looking really good. It's a really good team. Um, I think, you know, Abby in particular has done a great job of creating a really good team culture, and, you know, everyone seems to be enjoying themselves now. So we're just looking forward to to a really good start and, and see where the season goes. Nice. Is it is it a, um, a younger team or just new players to HPU transfers? Uh, it's a bit of... Wild mix, I would say. Yeah, it's a bit of everything. You know, some young, some experienced, some transfers. Um, yeah, can't really pinpoint it, but okay. you know, everyone is mostly uh, new to Hawaii, so that's. Well, then that's there's new. must be a lot of excitement on that team then, because I don't know anybody that comes here and <laughs> isn't in awe of the, just the grandeur of this yeah. place. Well, let's bring our student athletes into the conversation. Let me first introduce um, Abigail Wild. Um, Abigail hails from uh, Sheffield, England, in the UK. Um, you are a uh, uh, let's see a senior this year. Um, and you came to us from Tyler Junior College in Texas, uh, and you are a business administration uh, major. Welcome, Abigail. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you, Hendrik, for the kind words there. That's really <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'd just like to shout out Sheffield. Great place, beautiful city. What's yeah. it known for? It's actually the greenest city in England. Uh, not many people know that. Very eco-friendly out there, and we have two uh, not very great football teams, but yeah, we're very proud of them anyway. Well, well, as we know, uh, football is big everywhere but the U.S., although it's getting bigger here, right? Much bigger, um, yeah. Which is nice to see. Jacob, uh, Baran, welcome to the show, and you are another international student. Um, I was trying to pronounce your hometown in Prague, in Prague Czech, the Czech Republic. Um, Duvay? Duvay? Why? No, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get it wrong. But it's near Prague, right? So yeah, yeah it's near Prague, yeah. Okay. I usually say Prague when people can't pronounce it. Properly. Prague, yeah. There but I'm go. kind of proud of being the kid from a little village. So Is it, is it it's a suburb of Prague, I, I assume, or, or just yeah, somewhat it's close? Yeah, it's just a little village with like 200 people there, you know, so. <laughs> Man, that is a small town to grow up in. Um, well, you are a junior. Uh, and uh, you came to us from the Business Academy um, in uh, Dusny, Prague. Yeah, uh, that's correct. So um, that's, uh, that's quite a journey, and you are a business administration major. We'll talk a bit later about your career aspirations, um, so we'll come back to that. But what's your Hawaii experience been like? Um, and, and how many years have you been at HPU now? It's been three years. Three years, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great experience so far played a lot of a lot of nice experiences on the court and also off the court you know enjoying the beaches enjoying the the weather here because uh, in my home country home country it gets cold over the winter so yeah just enjoying was that a big driver to get out of the, the cold and get to someplace warm oh, uh, yeah. in terms of your college choice yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's nice. Um, you know, you don't you don't uh, realize how nice it is to be in beautiful weather every day until you are. And then you wonder why you spent all that time in cold places. Is it cold where you come from, Abigail? Uh, yeah, it's pretty cold and pretty rainy as well. Yeah, it's not pleasant, but it's beautiful out here. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, um, Hendrik, so, you know, you've had a lot of success recruiting and bringing in amazing student athletes. Um, you know, what, how do you do that? How do you find talent out there and, and bring them to the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, a lot of it, you know, is, well, one, you have to do your research. That's, that's one. But, you know, over the years, you build a lot of connections. You, you know, you have a lot of word of mouth, you know, like people like Abby and, and Jacob, if they do have a good experience here it's likely they'll, you know, tell your friends and, you know, that's kind of how you build pipelines in multiple different places yeah. that, that you can draw from. Do you guys find that a lot of your friends back home are, you know, uh, interested in uh, about HPU and what it's like to live in Hawaii? Is that sort of a novelty, you know, when you talk with folks back home because it's such a remote place? Careful what you say now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, definitely. It's... Um, it's like obviously like social media plays a big factor in everything and I'm, I'm not really a big social media person but like people have reached out to me online being like oh my gosh like wow it looks incredible out there how is it obviously I only have great things to say about the place so it, it I think this Hawaii kind of markets itself really and HPU with the success it's had just reaches out to so many people and I always speak highly of it and say what a great time I've had of achieved a lot out here I've grown as a person and I've had so many incredible experiences that I, a lot of people want to join in on that and I think that's amazing what about you Jacob if you uh, get a lot of uh, you know questions and inquiries yeah, from folks yeah, back home what it's like yeah, to be here I get a lot of texts from the guys from Czech you know that they are interested coming here and and uh, how is it how is it to be here you know um, we actually have a new guy from Czech Republic it's a good friend of mine and yeah we were just he just contacted me like you know like i want to go to hawaii you know it's uh, nice i just saw like you know he texted me like bro i just saw the pictures and it, it looks incredible so yeah it's like abby said i mean this this place markets itself which makes my job easier <laughs> in yeah. terms of really building presence for the school you know you guys called out a couple of things that i think are interesting um neither of you are gamers we were talking about gaming before um, and i think that's you know that seems an anomaly for folks from your generation and we didn't ask you know abby you said you're not that into social are you into social jacob or is that really not your thing either uh yeah it depends like uh you know i my dad is a coach and he owns a club a tennis club so i kind of do like a social social media stuff for for the club so that but that's work related right is it a, is it a personal kind of passion? work related i don't get paid for it obviously <laughs> <laughs> because it's a work for my dad but yeah I like to do that I like to do it especially when I'm back home over the summer I, I do a lot of like funny videos 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 from practice you know and all this all this kind of stuff so you post a lot of coffee pictures a lot of coffee <laughs> pictures yeah, yeah are those going on what Instagram uh, yeah TikTok? Instagram Facebook okay yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah Facebook doesn't seem uh, too popular anymore especially with uh, a younger demographic um, yeah, I remember uh, that's just it. Boy, when that evolved, it. Um, I, but the story I always reference is um, that Facebook came of age in between. It was like my 
15th and 20th high school reunion way back. And for my 15th year reunion, everybody came from all over the place. You know, then we all connected on Facebook and nobody had anything new to say. So for the 20 year reunion, nobody showed up. Um, so that was a, maybe a negative impact of social media, you know, eliminating the face-to-face opportunities. But hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We are talking tennis this morning. Um, it's a Another beautiful uh, morning here, Thursday morning in Hawaii. I'm your host, Jeff Rich. You're listening to Sharks Weekly, and we will be right back. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back this beautiful Thursday morning talking tennis at the beautiful eSports Arena here at Aloha Tower Marketplace in the campus of Hawaii Pacific University. Um, so, um, Hendrick, we were talking during the break about um, you're, you're doing dual duty this year. So mm-hmm. you've got to coach the men's and the women's team. Um, yeah, how are the, how are they different, and how do players respond differently um, in terms of how women, you know, need to be coached or given, uh, you know, technique advice, and and versus the men? Just give us a little sense of how different they might be. Well, for starters, I actually can't give you any factual answers on this. I have no idea. I'm just it's trying all to figure this out as, as as we go. Um, I mean, I would say they, you know, from a from a performance point of view, you know, scientifically speaking, like that's that's relatively similar in terms of how you structure things um however how you deal with them is for me very different i would say it's you know on on the girl side as i just said in our break you know i think it's just uh trying to foster a very you know happy lively uh environment where you know they have the freedom to speak at all times and, and just you know feel good about themselves and um you know make sure they're all pull on the same cord really um for the men, I think it's a it's a it's a little more structured, um, you know. It's not that it's not about you know being happy on the court, but I think it's just a bit more of a um, hard working environment driven towards a goal. You know, men in general are a little more ego driven, I would say, than 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 girls are. So, um, you know, that that approach is I would say slightly different um, from how we look at our teams and how we want to operate them. And generationally, you know, you've been at this a long time, you know, 14, 15 years here at HPU. Um, how how are, are the student athletes that are coming today different than maybe 10, 12, 15 years ago? Yeah, uh, I f- it's, it's a very good question because I think a lot of things have changed with social media and just the world they live in. I think it's, it's very... Um, there's just so much information coming at them today. And and a lot of this stuff is more, you know, they I think they feel like they want to be heard a lot more. Um, they have to deal with a lot more things. Um, you know, they get a thousand messages every day. There's just a lot more input. So the focus sometimes, while we may seem like, you know, from from a coaching perspective, our understanding, if there is a generational gap, it's more like, why are you not doing this? Well, you have to explain the why. And and I think that has changed. Whereas, As opposed you know, to just like taking 15 the years ago, when I started, it was more like, this is what we're doing. Okay, we'll go ahead and do it. Now it's, this is what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. And here's your benefit for it. And there, there needs to be an explanation, you know, for a lot of those things. I That's think that, interesting. Boy. Um, that, that has changed uh, a little bit. And that's not necessarily true for every person. But I would say that's the difference I'm seeing to become a lot more apparent. 
And I would also say that from a, you know, their life's perspective, it's, it's a lot more difficult to navigate it now than it used to be. I think, you know, 10 plus years ago, it was a lot easier and a lot more, they were living a lot more present. Now it's, they live in a lot of different places at one time. And, and that's at practice, you know, let's just say cell phones are, are allowed, which for us, I, I don't necessarily care. They think they've tried to make a point. Let's try to be here when we're here. But if they're not, you know, their brain is just going in a lot of different ways and not none of it to their own fault. So I think that's more challenging today than it used to be. Interesting. You know, just as we were talking about social a minute ago, um, you know, Jacob and Abby, do you guys feel it, at a minimum some obligation to sort of chronicle your, your tennis activities on social so folks back home can see them? I know for me, I, you know, I, I have to manage a lot of the university social media, so it's a part of my job. But on a personal level, my desire to post and share my information almost dropped off a cliff after my kids got to an age where they didn't want me posting anything about them anymore. Um, so, uh, you know, do you find that you, you feel some sense of obligation to use social as a way to keep, you know, friends and family updated, being so far away from everywhere? Um... No, <laughs> I don't actually. I'm actually horrendous on social media um, because I just, I think that like Hendrik said, you get a lot of input and a lot of different things, a lot of different outside noise that I just found was affecting me and my ability to stay present. So <clears throat> who I do have on social media, I consider uh, associates, friends, teammates, people that I actually know. So I try and keep it a close circle. And then in terms of updating like my closest friends and family, WhatsApp and stuff, of course, just to send in like messages, photos of what I'm doing out here. Because I, I have the philosophy that like the people that need to know know and the people that matter to me will know and all the others they can, if they'd like to know, they can ask me. And that's, and that's fine for me. I don't feel a need to update and be relevant to maybe someone else's idea of things. I actually struggled and I found it put a pressure on me to be something that I'm not. So yeah. Uh, no, but I've definitely updated my game, I'd say, uh, posting a bit more because I think Hawaii is too beautiful and I have too many beautiful photos on my phone for me not to share with like friends and family. Yeah. So. What a healthy attitude and perspective about it, though. I mean, that's just phenomenal that you've put it into perspective when so many young people haven't these days. Um, we actually, if, if I can jump in, we had an, an interesting uh Situation like was it in Nebraska where I told you you're not allowed to use your phone? Oh yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On match day, I think you have a co had a conversation with yeah. with your dad, was it? Yeah, I did. And yeah. Just <laughs> totally derailed her. Like that that day was a disaster. Was it? Yeah. So after co coaching like, from your dad or what? what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just, I think, I, I, well, I don't know, we don't need to get into the details of the actual conversation, but I guess my, my point would be that, that because there's so much information, so many different things coming at them, the focus is just not there, and then it, yeah. it affected the entire day, whereas it wasn't a possibility we'd have no problem focusing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Jacob, I get, I get the sense that you, you're of a similar mindset. I, I take you as a um, show me, don't tell me kind of guy. And I know that because one of your favorite quotes is, well done is better than well said, which I like. How do you, you know, sort of demonstrate that philosophy in, in your life and your activities? Um, I would say this is, this is a quote that I've started using here, especially, uh, because of the matches and the competition. 
because <clears throat> there's a lot of guys that are very humble and they do whatever it takes to beat you, to distract you, to annoy you on the court. And the best thing you can do is to win the match and shake his hand and say thank you in the end. So that's why I say, you know, well done, better than well said. So. Give me, give me an example of something that a, an opponent has done that you know, uh, that you just maybe laughed <laughs> at, as opposed you know, the, to getting the, a little the, rattled the, by. The, there was a match we played um, against Barry. Uh, it was two years ago. It was the first time when I actually started using this quote, um, and the guy. He was just trying his best to distract me, to annoy me, you know, to make it as hard as possible for me. And in the end, you know, I, I, I just won the last point and came to the net and shake his hand and said, okay, thank you very much, you know, and he was, he was not happy about it, you know. It was actually better than, you know, screaming or, you know, whatever, you know, just like, thank you very much. Was and, he more upset yeah. with not winning the match or the fact that his, you know, whatever he was doing I to think try and he set was, you off didn't work? He was upset about losing the match and he was frustrated because of the way I acted after winning the match. Yeah, that you know, had to be super satisfying for you. Exactly. That's <laughs> what makes me feel happy after the match. There you go. Now that see another healthy attitude. You know, Kill him all, with kindness. Exactly. You know, it's all testament to outstanding coaching and, and, and giving, you know, life's experience to help guide folks and, and uh, solidify views that I think you guys um, already have. So that's fantastic. You know, let's talk. I want to go back to tennis, though, for a minute and ask, you know, what. So maybe, Abby, for you, what's the strength of your game? You know, what do you consider your, your strengths and weaknesses on the court? Um, for sure, my slice backhand. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Is that a one-handed or a two-handed backhand? That's a one-handed one. My two-handed <clears throat> is... Uh, could do with some work, I could say, but my one-handed one is it's not bad. I think it's different for the women's game. Uh, everyone's pretty big hitters, um, especially for women. The rallies are a lot shorter because everyone just hits really big. Um, so me and Hendrik and uh, my previous coach, well, it, like, we've just built a lot of work on utilizing my strengths. I'm aware of my weaknesses, but I'm also aware that they're not that much of a major problem. And I have a lot of belief put into me by Hendrik and the girls. So um, yeah, definitely my slice and my forehand uh, are probably my best shots and I try and use them the most. Nice, nice. And Jacob, what about you? What's What do you think is your strength? My strength, um, I would say it's not really related to the game, but it's more, uh, it's more like a mental toughness and being able to leave everything out there. You know, like the will to do anything, whatever it takes, you know, to just win the match. And yeah, that's probably the biggest, biggest strength of me. I think I nailed it. Yeah, I, 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 I think you guys are I just, you know, the, the perspective that you have is remarkable you know, for the point in life you're at. Um, and, you know, you're both international students, and that's interesting to me. You know, without, you know, d sort of marginalizing American domestic students, do you see, Hendrik, a, a difference in attitudes or, or perceptions of international students versus some of the domestic students we have? Are there other differences that you see, or are they, you know, kind of operating, marching to the same drummer? Uh, no, I, I would say it really depends on the upbringing. I don't think it has anything to do with where they're from. You know, you're a product of your environment. So if you, you know, grow up in in a, you know, in a high-performing environment as a kid, I think you'll look exactly the same regardless of where you're from. Naturally, obviously, your culture might be different, and those are things that are 
definitely different depending where they're from and you know you just have to know how to deal with it probably from a solely tennis point of view i don't think there's a difference no and um abby and jacob what you know you guys, there's an incredible mix of students here at HPU, um, as we say, the most diverse university uh, in the country, and you've got you know, students literally from all over the world. How has that affected your perspective, gathering, you know, having friends from all these different places and being able to learn from each other and, and see how different, you know, maybe folks' upbringing was? Are there some takeaways that you guys have, have learned from students from other parts of the world? I mean, it's definitely interesting. Like, like you said, this is the most diverse um, college in the country, and having so many people out there that have had different lifestyles and upbringing is—it really opens your eyes just to how big the world is and how different other people have lived their life and their culture. And I think that's one thing that's really amazing about going to school here is just understanding and being a part of that. Yeah, Jacob, what are your thoughts? It's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting learning other cultures since our team, you know, there are guys from Japan, from Croatia, from Germany and all other countries. So it's very interesting to learn the cultures and especially once it gets to the point when you have to deal with some problems, you know, and try to figure out the right way to solve the problem. You know, so you have to kind of understand where they come from. And, you know, at that point, you have to kind of lead the conversation in the way they understand, you know. So this is probably something that I've learned over the years. Yeah. And just another, you know, great learning opportunity. Everyone is such a multicultural environment. All right. Hey, we're going to take another uh, quick break. Um, You are listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on AM 760 and FM 95.1. I'm your host, Jeff Rich, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we're back. I'm your host, Jeff Rich. And don't forget that you can catch all our Sharks Weekly broadcasts by visiting Hawaii Sports Radio Network um, at the uh, Sharks Weekly section. And um, we... we uh, live stream this. Well, you can see it on YouTube anyway. Um, it's not quite live anymore, but you can see the in-studio recording and catch all the fun um, that we're having visually as well as audio. Uh, so, hey, we're back um, with the uh, HPU men's and women's tennis teams, um, and we'll talk a little more tennis for a minute, but before that, I want to bring uh, Mr. Paul Breck back into the conversation. Paul, uh, as you called out, it was a pretty busy week around town with sports and other activities. Um, how'd the week go and anything really interesting stand out to you uh, it's it's been fun um, it's honestly a lot of UH sports this past weekend because HPU obviously was on the road uh, for for a couple of weeks I believe for for basketball it's been cool covering uh, baseball softball got rained out this past weekend we do have that broadcast coming back on up this upcoming weekend on HSRN we'll have uh, HPU softball at Chaminade on Sunday and then this upcoming Saturday, HPU baseball as well against Azusa Pacific. Tonight, we, we have uh, men's and women's basketball. I've mentioned it a few times. It's senior night, so a lot of HPU stuff going on. Uh, it's It's been fun, and it's going to continue being fun going forward. Yes, it will, and uh, for all our listeners, you know, get out to the Shark Tank and support the teams, especially on seniors night, and, um, you know, send those players off uh, 
with a warm uh, thank you for all their efforts for the university. Uh, but hey, let's let's get back to tennis. Um, so you know, we were talking about strengths and weaknesses in in games. Um, when you when you go, you know, tennis is an individual sport and a team sport. And you know, how do you balance that? Your desire to compete and excel individually versus looking at the team dynamic. And how do you you know really excel as a team? We'll start with you, coach. You know, are there things that you do uh, in terms of keeping the players focused equally on both the team goal as well as the individual achievement? I think the individual uh, drive for them comes naturally because that's that's what they've grown up as tennis players you think about yourself you you know you want to perform for yourself uh, hopefully you're doing it for yourself not for others actually that's you know i think sometimes a difficult one to negotiate but um i think that's where college tennis is so unique because it is a team sport at the end of the day like i always tell them like we win as a team we also lose as a team so it doesn't really matter like if you ha individually have a win if the team loses we all lose if sometimes you may lose and the team wins you still win so that's that's a very unique thing for for tennis players i'd say um from my experience i would say the better team if all things are even always wins and and i think that's something we would try to make very clear in how we run this program like you have to come together as a group and as a team and and you are basically playing for the person next to you you know, we are playing three doubles matches. They all go at the same time. Then we play six singles matches. They all go at the same time. Everyone's competing at the same time, but you have someone next to you, and that's usually the person you're playing for. Whoever's closest to you, like, do it for them and do it for everyone around you. Yeah. And if they really, you know, understand that and buy into that, I think that makes the either celebration or disappointment afterwards more memorable. Now, is every player required to play doubles uh, as well as singles, or is that selective in terms of who gets put on a, a team with, in terms of doubles? Uh, no, that's we we picked that. Okay. Yeah, coaches picked that, um, and it, a lot of it is is based on what is the best fit. You know, it's really just a lot of times it's it's what provides the best team chemistry in particular for doubles you know in, in terms of singles you know what what are the best matchups sometimes who fits in certain positions you know and what's the best team we could put out there to get get a win at the end of the day yep now do you so in terms of picking the um, you know the doubles teams are you determining or do you have sometimes players come and say hey we'd like to play together because they have synergy or how, you know how does that work in terms of fielding the best team and finding the best matches to play in doubles what do you guys think that's a great question i think um <laughs> yeah sometimes you can just hit it off with someone and you're like wow we actually play incredible together and you can put in a little bit of an input with Hendrik but ultimately we trust in the coaches and we trust their choice and their decision and obviously if things are really horrendous we'll be like you know I'm not feeling this one it's not it's not too good because ultimately it's all about feeling good on the court uh, working hard and getting that win really and um, but if there is that synergy there, like you said, then it's go time for sure. And we'll definitely say that to the coach, but ultimately it is up to them and we trust them completely. Yeah. Jacob, how about the men's side? How do you guys approach finding the right chemistry? I would say, I'm not sure actually. I feel like every year is a little different. You know, um, this year we have 
guys that known each other before already they knew each other before so it's kind of, it was kind of easier you know to get the group together you know we have like a couple guys from the team are here for like second third year already so i felt like it was way easier to put the team together and create the right chemistry and for the doubles especially for the pairings uh, we always try to come up with some ideas what the pairings could be and then during the season try to figure out what the best op- what the best option or what would work the best yeah yeah and no mixed doubles in college tennis right so there's no, no it's, cross it's all pollination of the very women's very team. separate yeah i mean I, I do to answer your question i do allow them to give us feedback because I, I do think it's a two-way street like i we don't always know what the right choice is unless we have their feedback and like this actually works this doesn't because you know obviously when they're out there competing they're just putting their best face on yeah sometimes you can tell but you know a lot of times there's also other things that may have happened outside of a tennis court that bothers them and you know then you're never going to get to a point where it's like this is actually going to work well so they give us input um, and we try to make the best out of it also we we are you know not ever like fully set on this is what it's going to be for the entire year there's a lot of rotations and changing it and you know sometimes it's just goes horrifically wrong and you're just like all right we've got to do something here and then you switch it wow well so it's a constant process of optimization and continuous improvement like like just about everything um you know i want to talk a bit about your career aspirations um so you know let's maybe start you know with you abby you're a senior this year um, and you are a business administration major, and uh, your goals, career goals, um, you want to stay in um, sports and be a college coach. Yeah, I would love to. Um, I think college tennis is something that's really helped me as a person to have this opportunity to play out here. I went from not really enjoying tennis at all to coming out here and loving everything. What was that? What, what got you down about the game? I just was... You know, teenage years, you're kind of all over the place. You're not too sure what you want. A lot of like lack of confidence and stuff. And and I just, I really hated it. I need to go, I needed to go and figure myself out away from this whole structure built up of like, this is tennis and this is what you're going to do. And the pressure put on from like the outside was just too much for me. And I, I hated it, but the pathway to America is quite possibly like the best thing I've ever done. And, um, the way it's helped me and the people I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by, like the coaches here at HPU, Lauren especially, and at my old college as well, they've just helped me phenomenally. And I wish I could, I would not wish, I really, really would love to be able to give it a go at what they do and give back and help others in the way that they've managed to help me because I think it's it's amazing and um I just love it so much, to be honest with you. Yeah, I feel very, very fortunate to be able to do what I do. And, and tennis, it sounds like it's been a lifelong passion with the exception of the, that period where you were <laughs> kind of shaky about it. But you called out, you know, one of your um, first experiences and, and best memories is playing in the mornings before school with your dad. Was he a big tennis player and a big inspiration for you? Yeah, completely. He's he's still a massive inspiration for me. He's he's the reason why I got into it, really. Um, he'd kind of grown up playing it and then... I saw my older sister play and I'd always been quite active when I was younger and he would take me out every day after school, the mornings before school, just to play. I mean, admittedly, it was a lot (laughs) sometimes. I definitely had my moments where I'd be kicking off and stuff, but 
I mean, I look back now and it's those special moments that you get to appreciate so much more when you're older and uh, he's a, an amazing person and he inspires me every day. So nice, I'm very, nice. very grateful. So being a senior, you've got to make a decision um, here soon. So when you think about moving into the ranks of coaching, um, is that going to be an immediate step? Or are you thinking, you know, grad school and, and easing into coaching? Um, I think... I'd love to work for a year in America and learn some more about coaching and kind of figure that out. There's definitely areas I can improve on and just to open my eyes up a bit more. It's a big world out there, like I've said. And after that, I'd love to go to grad school, be a graduate assistant and get my master's and just learn overall nice. for college tennis. So I'm super excited to get started with that. Very nice. All right, well, we're going to take our last break and then we're going to come back and talk with Jacob about career aspirations. You are listening to Sharks Weekly. Um, I am your host, Jeff Rich. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Sharks Weekly on the Hawaii Sports Radio Networks, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And we are back uh, Thursday morning talking tennis. Hey, but before we jump back into it, I just want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsors. Um, Sharks Weekly is brought to you by Duke's Waikiki, an iconic establishment in Waikiki. Duke's Waikiki celebrates an atmosphere that encompasses surfing, the spirit of Hawaii, and live music on the beach. Um, we're also sponsored by the Hula Grill. Um, take in a fiery sunset while savoring the vibrant flavors of the island. Two amazing places, two of my favorite places on the island to go. Catch them when you're uh, here. But let's come back to tennis. And we were about to talk to Jacob about career aspirations. So um, so you're a junior, so you got a little bit more time to kind of figure things out. But you're a business administration uh, major. Um, so tell us about your career goals. What, what do you see happening once you, uh, you move on here uh, with, your, with your degree in hand? That's a probably question that I keep asking myself every day. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just for now, I'm trying to figure out what I really want to do. Um, I really enjoy being on the court. I enjoy playing tennis. I enjoy competing. My dad is a tennis coach, which is a big influence for me. What level is he coach at? It, mm, he coached me, and now I'm here. So let's must have done something put right. It this way. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, for now, I really don't know. But what I'm gonna say is that I really like the uh, position of graduate assistant especially here at HPU. So, so you guys could... Yeah, Debbie, did you hear? We need graduate assistants. <laughs> what do you think? We've got, we've got the athletic director, Debbie Snell, in studio here. <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting, guys. You know, it sounds a little, little bit similar in terms of, you know, desires and interests um, related to coaching and, and obviously passion for tennis. So it's good to have an idea of where you want to go. I know I didn't even when I graduated. Um, you know, different generation, I think. Uh, you have to have more, I think, of a... Uh, you know, sort of figure it out a little earlier, I think, than years ago um, when you just kind of fell into a career path. It's certainly better to be um, intentional about what you want to do. Um, so well, let's come back, uh, and I want to talk a bit about the season here and kind of how things are, are progressing. So, um, Hendrik, so you uh, have a just a really hellacious schedule coming up with a lot of uh, home matches. Um, you got conference championships coming up. You know, give us a little taste of what we have to look forward to in the coming weeks. Uh, we can start on the on the women's side. Um, we have a, a lot of home matches this season. We're actually playing um, tomorrow against Cal State Fullerton. Saturday we play Long Beach State. So a lot of D1 matches there. On Monday we'll play UH Hilo. 
Tuesday, uh, LSU Alexandria was, was visiting. Um, and on Wednesday, uh, we played Dominican. Um, both Monday and Wednesday are, are conference, conference matches for us. And then we go on the road for, Abby, help me, eight matches? Yeah. yeah. All conference matches. Is that a nonstop road trip? Or are you we're back going um, to uh, to LA. Um, we're going to play um, Azusa Academy of Art, um, Point Loma, and Biola. Am I missing anyone? No, that's it. Wow. Um, and then from there, we're flying to Dallas to play a couple um, top fifteen programs. Um, and then we're coming back here. And oh, on on the men's side, it's it's actually looking very similar. Unfortunately, we don't have the home matches. We had two home matches last weekend against UH Hilo, who's who's got a really good team this year. Um, you know, got got two wins there, which is awesome. But you know, once once we hit the road with the men, we actually play nine matches in 12 days. So same thing. We're, we're in California and then Texas after that. Um, yeah, then we're here. The girls have a few more matches. Um, and then we go to the Big Island for a weekend trip, and then we're taking another trip to uh, Georgia to play a couple top 10 programs, and then from there to the conference championships. This is third week of April in Surprise, Arizona. I mean, the goal is really to be ready for, for April and May. Yeah. I mean, it's always been our ambition, and um, I'm feeling really good about the schedule. Um, I think, you know, as you can see, it's, it's very heavy from now on. They're almost going to play every single day. So, you know, knock on wood, we'll stay, stay healthy and then have a good, you know, path going forward. But it's uh, it's exciting stuff coming up. Nice. When you do the, like the California road trip, do you just stay out there and just play, you know, so yeah. you're not coming back and forth? No. That's got to be tough with your academic responsibilities. I mean, yeah. how do you, you know, Abby and Jacob, how do you guys stay ahead of that if you're not uh, in class as often as you maybe uh, feel like you need to be? <clears throat> um, well, I think... We definitely try to keep ahead of things and try and stay on top of things as much as possible. But when you're on the road, there is like a, whatever spare time we have is dedicated definitely to doing schoolwork. Um, But I think the girls on our side anyway, they're pretty pretty smart, they're pretty switched on and they're very high achievers. So they do a great job of keeping on top of things, so. Yeah. Nice. It's got to be a challenge. Jacob, how do you balance the, you know, the athletic responsibilities with the academic responsibilities? I think it's very important to just stay in contact with all the professors, you know, like just do your things, so talk to them, talk about the things you have to do when you're when you're not here, you know, and then every, usually everything works out, you know. Yeah. It's got to be a little easier today, you know, especially having come through the pandemic and the adoption of online learning and, you know, asynchronous courses that let you study without having to be in the classroom. It's got to take a little bit of the pressure off student athletes that aren't always able to be physically present in the classroom. Yeah, Um, I think we've been incredibly fortunate with with our faculty here in in terms of what they provide and support and accommodation for us. I mean, all of our teams travel all the time. And, you know, I think in that sense, you know, shout out to them. I mean, they've always been supportive of our athletes. I think given our overall athletic program GPA, I think it goes to show that we are able to handle all of it. I think for tennis in particular, they're, <laughs> they're used to doing things on their own because they're, you know, sometimes can be a little 
no, I don't want to say selfish, individualistic, and it's easy for them because they've always had to do it. And I think we're fortunate in that sense. But overall, I think, you know, we've been really supported by the faculty, and yeah. that, that that's helpful. We have amazing professors here at HPU. It's definitely, um, you know, one of the the reasons to come here, uh, yeah. along with our, you know, foundational programs like tennis that are so successful. But what an accomplishment to um, to have a team that you know consistently has a high GPA and then wins three out of four you know, competitions with our rivals. Um, that's just, uh, as I'm sure uh, Debbie uh, Snell would say, it's one of our model programs and just um, a testament to great coaching and stability. So congratulations, Coach. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, Abby, we were talking at the break that you are involved in the Student Advisory Council as well. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I'm part of the, I think it's, sorry, I think it's the Student Athlete Council, sorry, but I'm okay. the ITA, which is the Intercollegiate Tennis Association, so they're the backbone of college tennis. It's um, a new council that's just been formed this past year, um, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, really incredible, and, and yeah, I wanted to be involved in college tennis, and to be a part of something where you provide an input to collegiate tennis on such a grand scale is it's incredible and to hear the different initiatives coming forward to progress the sport to make sure the students are in liaison with the with the backbone of collegiate tennis and to know that your voice is heard it's it's incredible it's probably one of my proudest achievements i have to say and i love every second of it yeah what what are what's one of the initiatives that they're involved in that you think will have a big impact? Uh, as of right now, there's a mental health um, aspect that's really, really heavily focused on. So we're partnering with uh, an app called Zama, which is going to be provided to every single team out there where they will provide mental health resources and services available to student athletes. It's just not talked about enough. So yeah. to be able to have that is, is incredible. It's a great issue to address. Wow. Well, we, uh, we are coming to the end of another show. Um, I want to thank my in-studio guests, uh, HPU Men's and Women's Tennis, um, the uh, uh, coach of both the men's and women's team, um, Hendrik Bode, uh, and uh, Jacob Baran, uh, Barron, I'm sorry, and Abigail Wild. You guys are just amazing um, and just a level of uh, togetherness that I haven't seen all the time. So congratulations, and I wish you the best of luck um, as you guys continue to rock it out on the tennis court and uh, continue to have uh, HPU Tennis be one of the dominant sports here on the island. So thanks, thanks very much. Us. Have a great Thank weekend. You so You're very welcome. And we'll see you next week on Sharks Weekly. You've been listening to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network's special presentation of Sharks Weekly in conjunction with Hawaii Pacific University on 95.1 FM and AM 760. A special mahalo to Hawaii Pacific University Executive Director of Athletics, Dr. Debbie Snell, Hawaii Pacific University's VP of Marketing and Communications, Jeffrey Rich, on-site technical engineer, Paul Brecht, and Operations Director, Kuule Agbayani. We now return you to regular scheduled programming on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.